Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm so glad you're joining me today. This week's episode is dedicated to puppies. I have dog trainer Dawn Orr joining me to share all sorts of training tips with you, including her five foundational steps for a well-behaved dog, potty training, crate training, and of course, we can't leave out the importance of nutrition. Welcome, Dawn. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm very glad to be here. Puppies are, are something that really need a lot of help. So we can stop that behavior stuff before they turn into an adult dog. Most definitely. And so much, so much great stuff we're going to be able to cover today. So first, if you could tell us a little bit about the five foundational steps for a well-behaved dog. So I would love to do that. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of um, old adages that people think that, you know, when a puppy comes home, all they need to do is be potty trained and learn to sit and everything else happens. But it's not true. So we got to have five foundations to set a puppy up to be a very well-behaved, well-rounded, calm, and happy adult dog. Um, Number one, um, I'm going to just highlight them real quick, is recall. Because that's the number one thing that will save a puppy's life Mm -hmm. and save an adult dog's life. And a lot of people skip that step. And then the dog is six, seven, eight months old. And they're like, my dog won't come on calls. Well, why didn't you teach that from day one? Mm-hmm. So, of course, then second, what's the second thing that all puppies get into trouble with is it's always getting into stuff. So we wait till the puppy gets into stuff. We're yelling at the dog, but we didn't take time to teach the dog to leave it. Mm-hmm. So we've got to do that. So now we've screwed up and we didn't say leave it in time. And I'm going to go into detail about these. I just want to highlight them first is the drop it. It's in the dog's mouth. Too late. Now we got to teach drop it. Fourth is going to be. The look at me that helps the dog learn how to focus and learn. Because if a dog's looking at you, they're learning. We spend a lot of time looking at the dog's head, at the behind, at the tail, whatever. The dog's not listening. They don't care what you're saying. It's just a bunch of white noise. And then crucial, crucial, crucial is the weight, which in my mind means just calm. They have to be calm in order to focus they have to be calm in order to really listen and understand. So if we do those five things, all the other things that we want to teach puppies to do will just happen. So we've got to start with those. And then we do all the integral stuff like um, potty training, of course, um, kennel or crate training, whatever you want to call it. And then, of course, loose leash walking. That It's just insane that dogs are a year old and they're pulling when that should have been taught from the minute the puppy walks in. Right. So those are the foundations that set the puppy up for success. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about maybe each one? Sure. So like I said, recall is the most important and come, whatever you want to call it, everybody calls it something different. So we tend to want to, and I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm just going to do what people do. And I'm going to use my dog's name and you're like, Max, come, come, Max, come. Well, I personally wouldn't want to come to you either. You're mad. Why would I want to come back and get punished when I was just having a good old time sniffing a leaf or a rabbit, you know, scent or something. So we've got to make recall fun. 
um, they've got to be so excited to return to us that we know that no matter what happens in the world, they're going to come every time. We are like Disneyland to this puppy. Every time they hear their name and come, they're like, oh my God, something great's about to happen. So there are great ways to teach that. First is if you're in the house and the puppy's coming towards you, reward it. Good come. Make it exciting. Then every time they see you, why wouldn't they want to return? And then for some games, there's some great games, um, hide and seek. If you've got children, use hide and seek to teach recall. What puppy doesn't like to search and find? I mean, they find stuff. I mean, they go crazy. Yeah. So let's use that to teach recall. Don't hide. I'm not saying go in your attic or nothing, but just hide behind a door. Call your dog's name. Say, come, 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 come. Get real high pitch. And when you when they find you, go crazy with that. Good come. I mean, over the top insane. I would want to come to me if I was excited to see me. So that is number one. Recall should be the easiest thing to teach. Well, you know, one of the things I really like what you said about um, as they're walking towards you, go ahead and reward them because they're already doing that anyway. Exactly. So why not put a name with it and start to reward early? And um, not only are you having a, you know, Disneyland party for them, but then you can also reward, I guess, with their favorite toy, treats. Toys, treats, love. I mean, whatever you've got, don't. Now, I don't want to get so focused on like, well, I don't want to over-treat or I don't want to always have treats or whatever you have in that moment is the reward. Mm -hmm. You've got treats, great, use them. But sometimes you don't always have a treat. So we want to be that treat. So go over the top. I mean, we got our dogs to be lovable family members. So love on them, kiss them, whatever that dog likes, use it in that moment. Yep. And such an important one. I mean, nothing's worse than your dog getting out the front door and you calling them and they don't even turn to look. They just run. A hundred percent. It's just like wah, 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 wah. And we want them. I mean, if they get out, that's fine. But when they hear their name and come, they should go, oh my gosh, I went too far. Mm -hmm. My world is back there. And then they want to return. I don't care if there's a rabbit parade and 10 dancing squirrels on the other side of the street. We are better than that. Yeah. So that's what we want. And practicing it in the home without distractions is what's going to reinforce it. A hundred percent. Once you have that, you know, something that they're looking at outside. Exactly. That's why I say I'm teaching, not training. Because mm-hmm. it's just every time you stand up, it's a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Every time you go to the kitchen to get a drink, it's a teachable moment. So anytime you're getting up from your sitting position and moving your house, it's a teachable moment. Because if you're going to tell me that your dog or puppy doesn't follow you, I'm going to tell you then your dog is not in the same room as you. Mm-hmm. So it's a teachable moment. Use it. Yeah. Good idea. Uh-huh. I love that. Okay. So now the leave it. So leave it. So here's where I get a lot of calls, you know, like my dog is chewing up my furniture. It's chewing up my lamp cord, my phone cord. So we wait so long to teach leave it until we want to do it a correction. And, Sometimes we're going to have to do a correction. I'm like, I'm not naive, but if we teach leave it, then they're going to know. So I start, if I have a puppy or I go do a puppy class, what did your puppy get into that you're upset about most? So I'll throw Kleenexes on the floor, paper towels, phones, glasses, hats, socks, shoes, whatever. It's going to go on the floor. Oh, wow. How does that teach leave it? If they even walk by and look at it, uh-uh, leave it. And then you give something they can have, whether it's a toy, get a high value toy that they really like to play uh uh-uh, leave it. And they can have that. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon they're going to, oh, well, no, I always get this. So why are they going to want to get into those? And you can transfer this to stuff, items outside. 
And I know, you know, you've got puppies. I mean, it's a great big world out there. It's awesome. Acorns, walnuts, sticks, rocks. Oh, yeah. Mulch. Do that the same thing. Go on your back patio with your puppy. Put it all out there. They even look at it. Uh-uh, leave it. And then give them something they can have. A very high-value toy or treat, whatever. So leave it is so important, especially in, you know, these big areas that we live in. There's so many new housing going up, um, building sites, and you're walking your puppy and you're, you're not paying attention for one second and they've picked up something that somebody's discarded. Mm-hmm. You've got it. You've got to instill that leave it out in the real world. And even in your house, you drop something and it's super spicy. No, you can't touch it. Leave it. They're going to learn. If I haven't been given permission, it hasn't been handed to me, I'm not even going to think about touching it. Yeah. And you've got, so that's, that's why I say that's number two, the most important, because it could be a life-saving. Yeah. You know, I mean, you drop, people drop medication. I mean, there exactly. can be anything. Um, but again, I think so many times we don't think about that command until something really bad happens. So, so got your lamp on the floor and he's fried his hair or something. Yeah. yeah. So again, um, it's just about being proactive yes. and setting out you know, kind of setting the stage and setting up a scenario so that you can train and teach. So that's great. Exactly. And all of these are, it's a, it's a bonding experience at the same time because we're not being, you know, like drill sergeants or whatever in this point. It's, hey, let's teach and have some fun. So if we have fun with a the puppy, they respond to that so much better and they're learning life-saving skills at the same time. Yeah. So make it an engagement. It's an interaction. This is you building a big, strong, wonderful relationship with your Right, partner. right. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so also goes along with that is drop it. Yeah, so um, we as humans, we messed up. We waited too long. We didn't teach enough. We didn't make sure the puppy understood, or we just weren't paying attention. So drop it. You, you know, it's a life-saving thing again. So drop it is really easy to teach, and people think it's not. They tend to chase their puppy around the house. Well, now you're teaching the puppy to chase game. So you're going to be chasing your puppy until he's 15. So toy time is great. You're playing a little bit of tug of war, um, whatever it is, a little shake. You hold it, drop it. The second that puppy drops it, reward in the moment. Again, it's a timing thing. you got to reward in the moment. And people tend to not do that. They're like, oh, drop it. Good. And then they just go on. But no, reward is so crucial in mm-hmm. teaching these things. Um, puppies learn by praise. They just do. Mm-hmm. It's like kids. Same thing. So... Drop it and they get something else. If they Let's say they've got something and they aren't dropping it. Mm-hmm. Have something high value with you when you know you're going to be teaching this. So you say drop it a couple of times. They don't. Woohoo! Good drop. And you give them the other item and you mm-hmm. can keep switching off that way. You can do the same thing with, um, I do a lot of um, treat or um, food training. I put a food down here and I tell them they have to leave it. The second they leave it, good leave. They can have this. Same thing with food. They've, I've, I'll put something high value. I've even went so far as put a sandwich on the floor. Puppy picks it up. I mean, hello, they're going to pick it up, drop it, but then they get something that smells wonderful. Like, um, again, we, we're a little bit of nutrition. Um, organ um, treats are great. Turkey hearts, you know, chicken liver, all that stuff. Yes, don't get me wrong. Ham and rye is awesome, but this smells even better. They're yeah. going to take it usually over that. So, again, another way to teach drop it. Nice. Again, so that they're not in the middle of about to eat something, you're practicing it with everyday um, exactly. daily activities. So, yep. yeah, you get up. It's a good way to practice. That way, if you hear something, you're sitting on your chair. You don't have to go running. You can just go, uh-uh, drop it. And they're like, oh, shoot, boop. And they learn to drop it automatically because they're, they're going to make mistakes. They're puppy 
Yeah, yeah. We screw up. We yeah. screw up every day and we're adults. Yeah. So, so the key here is to have something high value. And when you say drop it, um, they drop it, you're giving them something in return. Something to replace it. Yeah, that's, okay. that they are allowed to have. If I don't physically give it to you, it's not yours. Nice. Love it. So you also mentioned calm or weight, something like that. Yeah. So the weight is crucial. And when I say weight, I just mean calm. A lot of people want to say sit and stay, but those are important. Don't get me wrong, but weight is more important. And weight means calm. So they have to be calm in order to get affection. They have to be calm to get food. They have to be calm to get a treat. They have to be calm to go in or out of a door. What that does is set them up for success out in the real world. Um, they've got, you know, you've got these puppies that are just bolting towards other dogs and then, you know, that dog's reactive or people's, you know, freaking out, whatever the case may be. So if we teach calm, it's going to have a calm adult. I'm not saying they're not going to be fun puppies, but they learn that you have to be polite and calm in order to get great things. Hmm. So you don't have to teach sit to get calm. It's just wait, be calm. You can have your food now. Wait, be calm. You can have this treat. Wait, be calm. Come here. I'm going to love on you. That way, when you come home, you got these you know, puppies that you come in and they're like, oh, next thing you know, the puppy's on you and you ripped your nice blouse or blood running down your arm, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. They have to be calm in order to get great rewards. Hmm. And that will transfer out into the real world. So what are some ways that you get them to that calm state when they are just already just so excited? So I will start with food because that's a lot of where people really struggle. So they'll get the food bowl, they'll put it in, and then the puppy's jumping and going crazy. And they're over here going, you know, sit, sit, sit. The more you talk, the more excited the puppy will stay. Mm. Because there's it's an energy level. And I know that sounds crazy, but it is an energy level. So their energy is here. And you're going, sit, 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 sit. There's nobody stepping out of that bubble. So you can just take the bowl and you just let the dog think. Puppies need to problem solve. So if they're problem solving or figuring out, well, what do I have to do to get this? You just stand there. The minute they are calm and or sit, good weight. And then you go to put the bowl down, they move. Sorry, that's not what I asked you to do. You need to be calm in order to get this. So you'll do that a few times. So, and once they do it once, then you can start using the weight. I'm not going to say anything until they give me a a behavior. Mm -hmm. Then we name that behavior. We tend to want to think that dogs come out of the, womb knowing English right they're dogs they don't know English yes so if you let them do a behavior and then you name that behavior then it will stick in their brain quicker Mm -hmm. so that's why you just stick with the bowl the minute they're calm good calm and then you can give them the the bowl Mm -hmm. I do the same thing now we'll transfer to the door where you know we talked about like running out the door doors mean excitement to puppies and we tend to set them up Let's go, let's go. And then they're over here bouncing and we get mad when they run out or they trip us or mm-hmm. whatever. Doors do not open unless you're being calm. If you sit, great, I'm going to reward sit. But biggest thing is I want them to be calm and go, what are we going to do? We're going to go? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And then when I say good wait, they still have to wait until I give them permission to mm-hmm. go in or out of any door. And that's kennel door, back door, front door, car door. Wow. Because those are life-saving skills. That's why yeah. I say these found by Five foundations are life-saving skills. Yes, absolutely. So weight is so important. Yes. That way when guests come over, oh, my dog jumps on everybody. That's because you didn't teach them to be calm in order to get love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to have so that. That's so good. That's so good. Um, the other one you were 
kind of talking about is like the having the dog pay attention to you or look at you, um, some sort of interaction there. So, or focus. What is? Yeah. So a lot of people call it different. So whatever you call it, you know, we're all different. So um, it's just the look at me or the focus or eyes. I mean, I've heard it called everything. It's like the whole time I'm here, if I'm only looking over here, there's no real engagement between us. There's no mm-hmm. real understanding. So anytime a puppy looks at me, good look. That way it's a teachable moment. So if they look at me, I'm going to say, good look. Then I give them something I need them to do. So let's say I've been wanting them to um, sit or wait. I'm going to stand there. Good look. Now wait. Now there's an understanding because people forget that puppies do read facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we tend to forget that. They think, oh, they're not listening to my words. They're listening to your tone, mm-hmm. looking at your face, and then they process the word. Mm-hmm. So look at me. It's crucial. It especially will go through to the outside world. You're walking your puppy, and it's doing something. It's starting to pull or whatever. Uh-uh, look at me. I see that. Let's go. You're such a good dog. Then they're so hyper-focused on you. They don't care what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, there's that parade of squirrels and the rabbits. doesn't matter because... You're the bomb. Yeah. We're having a conversation here. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, you see all those um, dogs in, in dog shows, agility, um, the dancing dogs. They are so focused on what their human is doing mm-hmm. up there that there's 500 people in the audience and the stands out there. doesn't matter because you're it. Yeah. That's what you want. That's why the look at me is so important. So that I'd imagine teaching. A, a lot of reinforcement for that. hundred percent. Yes. Even if you're sitting there and your puppy looks up, good look. It's a, it's a gateway to a conversation mm-hmm. because we tend to ignore puppies so much. They're always looking at us. They're trying to have a conversation. We ignore so much. Then they get to be six months old. You've ignored me for six months. I don't care what you want from me now. Mm-hmm. And that's where the negative behaviors start to come in. Makes sense. I love that. Wow. Those are really good. So those are the five foundational steps that you use. I mean, again, mm-hmm. life-saving, yes. really crucial. Yes. Those are great. Um, something that a lot of new pet owners um, struggle with, of course, is potty training. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are some tips for how to how to help with potty training? So again, if you're doing these five foundations, it's going to help with the potty training. But number one is, you know, the, the weight, the calm, the look at me, because they tend to get so excited that they have accidents or whatever the case may be. Or we take them outside and they're so busy playing that they forget to go to the bathroom. Mm. Then we bring them in. Are you just were outside where you created this excited environment? Play, play, play. The dog forgot their baby. They forget to go potty and they come in like, oh, I didn't finish. Well, I'll go here. So you've got to set it up calm outside. It's potty. Praise, praise, praise. And then back in. So the And another thing, you know, is a schedule. You've got to stick to a very strict schedule mm-hmm. in the beginning because they've got to learn that I don't go inside. When I go outside, my humans are ecstatic with me and they'll be on a schedule and you know these aren't steadfast kind of things but most puppies after they eat it's a 15 to a 30 minute general window Mm -hmm. so if you do that and they go outside then you know they're going to go potty and it's going to help set them up when they become adults you're going to know when your dog needs to go to the bathroom because for six months they went potty 15 minutes after they ate Mm -hmm. their body will get on a schedule Mm -hmm. so it's really awesome about that and then as far as the actual just tinkling throughout the day, two to three hours, you got to stick to it for the first couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems like a lot, but if you stick with it, it only takes a couple of weeks to potty train a puppy. Mm-hmm. It really does. But you got to be diligent. 
And do you recommend, um, like, I know some people are like, well, I just put them outside, but actually going out there. Yes. Because if not, again, oh, twig, bird, sky, mm-hmm. leap, they forget to go to the bathroom. So if you want to be a, a, a really solid potty, you've got to go outside and praise, praise, praise. Because again, they love to please. They like it when they go outside. Oh, this is awesome. I'm going to go outside and go potty all the time because I want that attention and mm-hmm. that love. Then they can play. Potty then play. Outside is not playtime until potty is set. Mm-hmm. So potty then play. Period. That's great. I love it. I know it is sometimes frustrating as a new, you know, puppy parent, especially in the middle of the night and everything. Yeah. But so important to really get those skills kind of nailed down. Hundred percent. And you know, I just want to add to a lot of people are like, well, what do I do if they went to the bathroom? If you don't see them doing it, I'm sorry, it's too late. Mm. Because they literally live in like a 10 to 20 second window. So they went to the bathroom and you find it and you're mad at them. Why has my human got this weird energy at me? I'm going to start being nervous of them. So if you don't see them doing it, it's too late. And just because I say when you see them, doesn't mean you yell at them. But you do want to get there. Oh, no. And then you take them out happily to go potty. Mm -hmm. So again, they learn outside, happy potty. They love it. So they're going to have accidents. They're puppies. But yeah. you just don't want to get that negative energy going so they start to be nervous of you. That's a really good point. I think, you know, kind of old school, um, you know, it's a lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to rub their nose in yes. it or whatever. And that all that does is just make them fearful. It, or spank them. I've even seen them. Yeah. I'm like, no, don't do that. Right. They do. I mean, you want to have a really great relationship. So don't do anything that will make them go, whoa, I don't trust this human mm-hmm. anymore. Exactly. Good, 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 good. Um, leash walking. What do you suggest there? Um, all of these things, leash walking included, should be done from the minute your puppy becomes a member of your household. So the minute they come in, the first time, and a great way to teach leash walking is the potty training. Put the leash on. They learn to be calm at the door. I'm using these five fundamentals again. You walk them in the place in your yard. You want them to go to the bathroom. So they're learning to walk calmly. They're going to the potty training in a certain area. And then they're calmly coming back. So leash training is really easy, too. A lot of what I see people fail with is that they put the leash on and the puppy is just dragging them and they let it happen. Don't get me wrong. I want puppies to sniff. I want dogs to have an enjoyable time. But when you're teaching leash walking, tight leash means no movement forward. That will stop the pulling as they get bigger and you're dislocating your shoulder or falling. Mm-hmm. Just calm, slow, loose leash. Okay. Love. Leash training is so fun when you do it when they're young. Yeah. So how do you find maybe a couple of tips on how do you keep it from getting tight? So another great way, and um, one, you can just stop and start, look, 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 walk backwards, get them to follow you. A lot of people want to turn and they drag the puppy behind them. Mm -hmm. No, you walk backwards. Look, come, 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 come. Mm -hmm. Then they're following you. This is great loose leash walking the minute they do then you can move forward again so you might feel silly but i don't care if i feel silly because i'm teaching my puppy to be a great adult dog right so just go backwards again everything like i said is about engagement fun building a wonderful relationship yep so walk backwards and have a great day well and that is a big one for people is you know gosh my dog yanks me down the sidewalk and Mm -hmm. you know so another really useful tip is when you have a puppy i know sometimes we adopt dogs and they're they may be older or whatever but if you've got a puppy wow you've got an opportunity 
to get it, get on it right. when they're, when they're young. So you can help alleviate that yanking you down the, the sidewalk. Right. And I know a lot of puppies, you know, especially because people wait till like two or three, four months, even and they put the leash on and now the puppy's biting the leash mm-hmm. again, five fundamentals, leave it, leave it. Let's move forward again. Mm-hmm. We're having fun, but now they already know, leave it. Now they're going to leave the leash on. They're going to move forward and have fun. Yep. That's awesome. I love it. How all this works together. That's mm-hmm. really good. Good. Um, crate training. That's another big one. So this is a touchy subject for some people. I know because a lot, I don't want to, that's cruel. It's not cruel. Again, I guess I could add this as a sixth thing because it's a life-saving skill as well. All dogs need to have their own safe area to go to. Um, for just when they just want to be by themselves sometimes, or you're having repair work done on your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have them locked up so they don't run out the front door when the repairman's going in or out or whatever the case may be. They have an injury. They can't be with your other dogs or whatever the case may be. So they need a safe place to go without any panic setting in. So there are just a lot of things. Uh, even if they have to go to the vet, you're traveling. Kennel training, crate training, is crucial again another life-saving skill so make it fun again open the kennel put a toy or a treat in there yay good kennel name it i i have a lot of clients that name it bed home place whatever mm-hmm. but make it another great fun thing shut the door open it yay you did so good good and just keep doing that over and over until the minute you say it, they just go in there because they know something good's gonna happen this is awesome yeah so that again will help with separation anxiety a lot of puppies have because they weren't kenneled from the get-go. They Don't get me wrong, I love dogs and, you know, it's a puppy. I want to snuggle it in bed, but they've got to have that skill for just in case. You've got to go to work all of a sudden, you know, you're not working out of the house for a week. What are you going to do with the puppy when you come home? The couch is gone. All your lamps are chewed up. There's potty stuff everywhere. They just need a safe place to go to keep yeah. your puppy safe. Well, and I like how you mentioned, like, as soon as they go in, you know, great job. You're rewarding them right then. Yes. And you're just doing that over and over and over. So instead of just leaving them for three hours, mm-hmm. the first time you put in, put them in there, right. they're seeing the the quick praise and reward. Yeah. So there's a there's something to kind of entice them. Yes. And that's what I think a lot of people do. That Again, all of these are teachable moments. We wait too long. I'm in a hurry. I've got to go. And then they shove their puppy and the puppy's like, whoa, what's going on? And they freak mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, puppies are going to get hurt in kennels if we don't teach them that it's a calm place. So we've got to let them know, you're in here for a reason. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I'll be back because I love you. Yeah. So you're safe. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, um, like, for example, let's say it's a brand new puppy. It's your first night. And maybe they just came from a litter of puppies. Do you suggest they have something that smells like the litter? To go into their crate. I do if possible. And if that is not possible, because sometimes I know that you know puppies are shipped or whatever. Yeah. Um, a, a, a fresh towel straight out of the dryer so that it's nice and warm. Because we forget these puppies have been in a pile on top of each other mm-hmm. for weeks and they're mm-hmm. used to that. Um, you know, if you want to go so far, they do have these like, you know, um, heart monitor things that, that the puppies can sleep on. It sounds like a heartbeat. So, but definitely a warm towel or something like mm-hmm. that. So they feel, at least when they go to sleep, they're like, oh, this is okay. It's comforting. Yes. yes. And then maybe as they get used to you and your scent, possibly adding something in the Oh, crate absolutely. Yes. Yeah, 
definitely. Yeah. That's good because I do know that a lot of puppies and, and dogs in general, they get separation anxiety. But if they start out and they feel safe, yes, it's going to leave an imprint mm-hmm. um, on definitely. the situation. Yeah. And, you know, we've got to remember, you know, most people adopt a puppy at eight weeks. So we just took a puppy from its mom, all of its litter mates, but it's been building this strong relationship. And all of a sudden now we're like, oh, puppy, puppy. And they're like, whoa, what's going on? And, you know, don't get me wrong, it's wagging its tail, but it's still, that's a lot of pressure on a mm-hmm. puppy that we're putting. And then we expect to know English and all of this stuff. So you've got to build from the kennel to the first night sleeping, all of these positive, wonderful things. And is a puppy going to like not react great every time? Sure. Again, positive. You're fine. Let me put another warm towel on there. Even if you put it beside you and you just put your hand on the kennel mm-hmm. so they can smell you. Anything you can do just to let them know. You're good. Life is awesome. Yeah. I'm right here to help you. Mm -hmm. Good. You know, one of the things that a lot of people um, ask in the beginning is what do I feed them? What do I give them as treats? Sometimes the, um, whether it's a breeder or wherever they get the dog, they may send some food home. Mm -hmm. What do you typically tell people? So, you know, and that's, that's very hard because a lot of people, you know, are are just so like, oh, but the breeder said this. So, of course, you know, I'm from the mindset if they're never too young to go raw mm-hmm. because a healthy puppy feeding raw is going to have a healthy gut. If the allergies are going to be minimal. Their behavior is going to be better because a lot of this processed food that, that we give them, the kibble and stuff, it's got a lot of sugars in it and stuff. And they're, you're mad at your puppy because it's bouncing off walls. Well, three times a day you're feeding it sugar in a bowl. Mm-hmm. So if we can go raw, I'm all for that. I mean, and mm-hmm. I will encourage uh, puppy owners to do that. And then of course a good pro or prebiotic is going to help them be healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's, I really do talk a lot in my classes about yeah. nutrition. And if you're not good with raw, I mean, I'm not going to say, well, then your puppy's going to fail, but then you know, let's get them on the best kibble possible mm-hmm. or freeze dried, something that they're comfortable with. Yeah. Or maybe even a mixture, you know, Both, yes, if possible. Yeah. I know one of the things um, that, is also a really good add-on because if you think about it, puppies actually, they are started out on raw. Yeah. They have raw milk from their mother, right? And then, you know, we transition them a lot of times to a very highly processed kibble. And then we're afraid to transition them back to raw, you know, Mm -hmm. and you think about, okay, they just were on raw. But one of the things I find to be helpful is raw goat's milk. Yeah. Because that is, you know, similar to what, you know, they were used to, and they typically love it full of pre, pre and probiotics. So yeah. that's another good add on. Yeah. I love, I, goat's milk is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good for the puppies all around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the ch- best training treats for people to look for? So, you know, again, training treats, you know, I'm always telling people, so if you do feed kibble or freeze dried, use that if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, Use food time as a time to teach or train. So, but if you're going to do stuff outside of that, um, there are some great ones. Um, I love freeze dried because it's, again, it's just another food. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Um, of course, you know, um, Bark Avenue has a lot of great ones. Um, Stella's got some good treats. Um, Bochi's has a good bunch of awesome, really soft, delicious treats. And then if you want to go high value when your puppy gets a little bit older, or Momentum Organ Meat. I mean, I love this to mm-hmm. get... Okay, my puppy's not really listening. 
pull that stuff out. If they don't listen, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I love, those are some of my go-tos. There are a lot out there, but those are some of my big go-tos. Yeah. Well, and that is so important. It has to be high, high value. If yes. You're going to get their attention. So, um, and every puppy's different, just like we have different, you know, things that we like and things that we don't. And so it's important to, I think, to have a variety definitely, and see what they really like. Um, and yeah, so the one good thing is, um, you know, at Bark Avenue, we have all sorts of treats. We have the raw food that's already made. So you don't have to think about trying to, you know, create it yourself. Um, and we have some interactive toys, you know, that, you know, and puzzles, things that you can do with them to yes. keep them, you know, to motivate them and to work for their food and things like that. Definitely. The interactive toys, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm t- I can't stress enough. Dogs, puppies, they need to think and need to problem solve because that's why they're always getting into trouble because they're looking, they're investigating. Mm-hmm. So let them use their brain. A well-rounded worked brain is a well-rounded awesome dog. Mm-hmm. So puzzle games, anything you can do, anything you can think of, like wonder if my dog would wonder about how to do that, then do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have to tell a funny story. My next door neighbor just got a puppy, um, a little lab and she sent me a video and it was of the puppy discovering the doorstop oh, yeah. and it was hilarious. So, but it, it, and you know, of course it started barking at it. It was pawing it and you know, it was hilarious, but it just speaks to what you said was they are going to find something to get into. It's now we have an opportunity to maybe direct them to, yes. you know, things that we want them to get into right. instead of maybe, you know, getting to something that could either hurt them or I mean, potentially even cause death, yes. you know? So yeah. If we aren't teaching their puppies learn every day, every minute, if we aren't teaching them, they're teaching themselves. Mm-hmm. So let's be smart and teach them what they need to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else that you want to add? This has been so great. I mean, there's so much you could, I could talk about puppy training all day long, but you know, these are the basics. So just don't one, don't get frustrated. Step back. What, if it's not working, stop and think, well, what am I doing? Am I going too fast? Am I talking too much? Am I repeating myself? Am I raising my voice? Just slow down. Mm -hmm. Don't remember it's a puppy. Yeah. Even if you bring an older puppy in, just slow down. Make it fun. Build a yeah. relationship. I want to have the best relationship I can with this dog. So the more strict or angry or more you put on it, the less the relationship might be. So mm-hmm. have fun. Slow yeah. down. Smell the roses, so to speak. The dog's smelling something. Have fun with your puppy. Yeah. It yeah. will last a lifetime. Right. Well, and it is so important because that bond is so is so strong. And so we have an opportunity to really, you know, create it early on and help guide them to where we want to, you know, want them to go. And we also have to kind of like what you were saying, we have to recognize they are babies. I mean, babies and they don't know English. And so we keep repeating a word thinking, oh, they're going to get it. And just because you repeat it doesn't mean they're going to understand it. No. Yeah. And I know a lot of people on that, you know, uh, a lot of people they're like, well, sit, 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 and they're raising their voice. Well, it worked. No, they didn't sit because they finally understood. They finally sat because they're like, I don't know what you want, so I'm going to do this and figure out why are you yelling at me. Right. That is one thing that you know. All dogs, if you really step back, if you're just 
standing there or you're doing something, they will all sit. It's an act of appeasement. I don't know what you want, so I'm going to sit and process. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why they finally sat. Mm-hmm. But again, reward in the moment. Mm-hmm. So don't raise your voice. Just slow down. Yeah. And think, would you want to be yelled at all day? Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been so great. And I know that a lot of pet owners are going to be so thankful for these tips. And um, if you want to tell the listeners uh, how they can find you, if they want to, if they want you to come out and maybe work with them, or if they want to learn more about you. Yeah, sure. Uh, I am at Bark um, a few hours a week. So if you're in there, you can always ask for me. If not, I am, uh, my website is Holistic Canine Coach. That's W in front of the holistic, the letter, uh, the letter K and the number nine. My website, or you feel free to give me a call. I'm on Facebook. Uh, my number is plastered everywhere. So I do have a Facebook under Holistic Canine Coach as well. And um, I would love to answer questions and help you out. That's awesome. Thank you again, Dawn. This, this has was been fun. awesome. Okay. Fun. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.